Hello, my name is Israel. I've been involved in hip-hop since the 1980s as an artist, producer, radio show host, journalist, documentarian, magazine editor, hip-hop advocate, and pundit. Over the years, I've interviewed hundreds of interesting people in music, media, and more. Welcome to Sounds from the Underground, the podcast from Insomniac Magazine, where we learn from both those who reside below the surface and those who've breached it. So I want to welcome to the Insomniac Magazine podcast producer and DJ extraordinaire, East New York in the house, P.F. Cutting. What's happening, man? How you doing? What's up, my brother? Hey, man, first and foremost, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it, brother. Oh, you're very welcome, man. No question at all. It's a pleasure to have you, and thank you for being with us. So let's let's go back, way back, if you don't mind. I love to kind of start uh, where I first learned about you. I was playing your record on the radio, and of course, you know, that was Blase, Blase, Danger. Talk to me a little bit about how you ended up getting signed to a major label, kind of like, if I'm not mistaken, in your first time out as Blase Blase, right? Yep. Well, as for being signed, yes. Well, you know, uh, me and me and Out Loud, who is the rapper of the group Blase Blase, mm-hmm. who is now officially Blase because it got so crazy where I tried to explain, you know, you know all right, so, hey, look. Your your name is Blase now. <laughs> but um, at the end of the day, we, you know, we was always in the studio as kids, as teenagers, saving our money, going to the studio, recording demos. And we had this demo package of a, of a tape with like four songs, one of them being Danger. And make a long story short, Domingo, mm-hmm. who's a known producer course, from East New York, mm-hmm. also a friend of mine and a friend of Out Loud. And um, yeah, he, he, he took the tape up to Mercury Records and the A&R at the time was Kenyatta Bell and played it for him and you know he lo- they lost it up there they loved it and you know and, and that was the start right there that's amazing talk to me a little bit about being on Mercury during that time frame I mean they had significant backing clearly resources as a big label what was that like back then I mean, it was an amazing experience, you know. It was, as for rappers on the label, it was just us, and if I'm not mistaken, Ill and Now Scratch mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was, that was a kid's dream, was to get signed to a major label, and, you know, we, we, we did it. We signed for three years, you know what I'm saying? And it was a great time in, in, in my life, you know, where I got to experience things I didn't know and, you know, do things... Uh, I didn't even imagine I was going to do, you know what I'm saying? And being signed to a major at that time was a big thing. Were you doing a lot of shows? Were they doing tour support back then? Or what was that like? Yeah, I mean, you know, once once the record broke, the Danger was on the radio for like eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even before, uh, that's major radio. Mm-hmm. And but before that, it was on college and, mm-hmm. and, and stretching Barbito shows and stuff like that for mm-hmm. like six months. Mm-hmm. Like just rocking every week. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, it was just a crazy experience, man. It was an ill experience. And that was, in many ways, I think that was kind of like the the second renaissance of hip-hop, you know, that 1994, 96, 7 era. There, there was a lot of iconic music being made at that time. Tell me a little bit about some of your counterparts during that time. Like, who were some of the folks that you hit it off well with? 
I mean, we got along with uh, Gangstar. You know, we got along with Group Home, mm-hmm. J-Ru the Damager. They was all, you know, J-Ru and Lil Dap. They was all mm-hmm. from the East. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. And we all got along well. We all recorded at D&D Studios. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, yeah, we, it was like, you know, it, it was a very competitive thing, though. Of course. You know, but we was all cool with each other. You know, we, no animosity that I can remember. Right, right. You know? And and what was, how, how did it come that you ended up only making one album, if I'm not mistaken, maybe I'm wrong, with the label? What, what were the circumstances that uh, transpired that, that only had one after such a big success with that first one that you only ended up making one album? Yeah, I mean, you know, we were signed for three albums, and we only did one. I mean, I mean, for what I can remember, it was a lot, you know, we it was a lot on our plate and mm-hmm. a lot for us to handle. Maybe right. it was a little too much that we might have could have handled, mm-hmm. but, you know, we had lots of music recorded. We could have gave another second album, mm. but at the time, I don't know for what reason it was, because I really cannot remember right now, but... Mm-hmm. Out Loud, the rapper who, you know, he's the rapper of the group. He's right. the voice. Right. You know, I follow. If he wants to jump off the roof at that moment, mm. I'm going to jump with him. Right. So make a long story short, you know, we made a decision as a group. For some reason, I guess it wasn't, we felt like we wasn't getting pushed mm. or we wasn't getting the, the, the exposure we needed. We felt we wanted off the label. Right, so right. after that one album, that's what happened. We asked for a release and they gave it to us. And we continue to record and stack records, you know. Right, right. So, t- tell me a little bit about your your pro- your progress after that time. You know, you move into the early two thousands. I know you were eventually you're making records with with Sean Price and and Laba, but tell me a little bit about some of that that time frame. What you were up to and your transition from being a, in a group to being just you know PF cutting the producer and DJ. Yeah, I mean, during that time, while we were still signed, I was able to produce, and I did a big remix for Chuck D, the mm-hmm. No Remix, because Chuck D was signed as a solo artist to Mercury. That's right. And, you know, that helped, that, that helped open a bunch of other doors for me as a producer and as a DJ, and I just continued to work, and, you know, I believe what I, after that, I started working with Thurston Howell, was it, mm-hmm. at that time? Let me tell you exactly I'm sorry, because I, I I got my bio in front of me, and I forget okay. things, man. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, you know, um, I did the No remix, and then, like, you know, I, I, did, I, was, I was gigging a lot. I was going to Germany a lot, mm-hmm. carrying eight to ten crates on a plane mm. and doing parties as a DJ. That was my first experience going out there. You know, I was like, wow, this is amazing. There's another world mm-hmm. that loves this music, and, you know, boom. I was rocking that, and after that, you know, it was like 99, and Game Records, we did, we did like, you know, we was looking to put more music out, so we had mm-hmm. a bunch of songs, so we, we, we got up with Game Records, my man Shecky Green, yeah. Paul Rosenberg, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and we put out like three joints to them, and mm-hmm. it did very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to play all those records on the radio. <laughs> they were big with singles, they, they were putting out singles, and they had those really hot covers, too. Yep. Indeed. Yep. So and then after that, yeah, after that, I don't mean to cut you off. After no, no. that, I did an ill remix for this um, German group called Massive Tone, mm. and the song was called The Rap Game, and I featured Out Loud on the record, and that was a big record out in Germany. I produced that after that, and came back home, started working with Thur- Thurston Howell. I did the Polo Rican record, I remember you know that. what I'm saying, which was a big underground hip-hop record. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just continued to work. 
And then, you know, uh, you know, Helter Skelter had an album, and they had a deal, and they needed beats. So, I, mm -hmm. you know, that's how I met Sean. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They wanted beats for the Helter Skelter album, and I gave them two tracks. And they recorded The Crab In and another song called um, Kaka Gosa Vixen, mm. which is in, is in Haitian, I believe. Mm. And the songs are banging, but they couldn't clear the samples, man. Wow. Yeah, and so me and me and Sean was like, "Yo, so let's put it out through Fat Beats." So we went to Fat Beats and we put it out and we split and we split the money, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's how we established our friendship. And you know, Sean is an incredible artist. Rest in peace for a lot of reasons. Clearly, you know, number one because he came at that height of '90s hip hop with Duck Down. Uh, as a matter of fact, they were the um, the second cover artist on Insomniac Magazine back in the day. And as a matter of fact, right right uh, maybe a couple years before Sean passed away, he blessed me with a shout out. And he literally said, you know, y'all were probably, if not the first, maybe the only ones that ever put me on a magazine cover. So, you know, salute. And, and that was, you know, I didn't realize how much I was going to cherish that. Tell me a little bit about the progression of Sean, because in many ways I look at Sean's career as someone that came in strong with Helter Skelter, but in many ways, unlike a lot of other artists that kind of had their peak, you know, early on, and then, you know, they slowly kind of, you know, diminish or they get set in their ways. He kind of reinvented himself when he, you know, went solo and, and got better with age. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's that's definitely one hundred percent true. You know, after the Helter Skelter album, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it didn't do too well. So, make a long story short, um, Rock caught a solo deal. Rock, yeah, I remember that. With, Interscope, with, with, right? With Fred Durst, mm -hmm. and you know, make a long story short, man, P wasn't. You know, he he felt left out. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? From what I remember, mm -hmm. and I remember Sean calling me at four thirty in the morning and like. 2001, yo, Pierre, fuck this shit, nigga. I'm coming to your crib tomorrow. I'm fucking doing 100 songs tomorrow. I'm coming to your crib. I'm tired of this shit. Mm. And yo, that's how it started. He came to my crib, and we recorded Madman. Mm. And we recorded a bunch of other freestyles. Mm -hmm. And that's how we started working on a regular basis. When we looked, we, by the time we looked, we had enough for a mixtape, and we mm -hmm. called it Donkey Sean Jr. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and that was the start of the madness right there. And Sean's progression was amazing, man. It was like he, he, he found himself right mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. I'm Sean Price now. I'm mm -hmm. using my real name, and this is me. And he was, and you know, it was rough, man. It was rough. That was a rough time for him. But he overcame that, man. And, you know, he, he's, he was one of the best, my brother, straight up. No question about that, man. In, in many ways, I mean, first of all, he was prolific. It seemed like he had endless songs. Endless, endless. He wanted he wanted to do more songs than Tupac, man. That's mm. what he wanted to do. He wanted to be in the studio every day and just do songs, do songs, do songs. Move on, load the next beat, son. Boom, <laughs> word to mother. And, and yo, and he yeah, until, until his last days, he was like that. And 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 sure enough, became one of the greatest to do it. Definitely, it's amazing. Yep, I miss him very much, man. Yeah. He was a good friend. 
And yeah, I definitely miss him, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, clearly it, it was very personal to you, but hip hop, I think, as a whole, has missed Sean Price. Um, talk about a massive talent. So, so tell tell me a little bit about your your career. I would imagine that unlike a lot of rappers that that kind of you know hit that peak, do their thing, if they're lucky enough to you know get serious attention. You know, most rappers kind of eventually fade. On the other hand, when you're a producer and a DJ, you have the opportunity to work with almost anybody and or work alone. Do you feel that that in many ways is what what your career was like? The opportunity opportunities that kept happening because of the fact that you weren't stuck in a particular time and a sound. Yeah, that helped me a lot. Also, the fact that. You know, I didn't sit still, man. I tried my best to keep working, keep DJing, keep doing gigs, keep dropping mixtapes, keep producing, um, DJ clubs, play club music opposed to just underground Mm hip-hop, play reggae, Mm -hmm. produce reggae, and, you know, just continue to flood and flood and flood as much as I can and let people understand that, yo, I'm here, man, and I'm relevant, and continue to try to stay in the time. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what I that's what I believe helped me out a lot. You know. And it's a tough thing. I mean, the music industry, everybody knows, is not an easy business to be in and to maintain relevance and stay working for decades is a huge achievement. Tell me a little bit about how you feel about that. I feel lucky. You know what I'm saying? I feel lucky, even though I put work in. I still feel I could put a lot more work in, but I'm also feel I feel lucky that I, in some way somehow I'm still here. A lot of my friends is gone, mm-hmm. whether in death or in music, they're gone. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're not relevant no more. They're not here anymore, and I'm still able to get gigs at at, at, a, at a high cost and, and mm-hmm. feed my family mm-hmm. and still be able to produce and stay relevant in 2018. You know, yeah. I, I feel fortunate and blessed. There you go. That's say, that's saying a lot, man. What what are your thoughts on the current state of hip hop? I mean, hip hop clearly is still strong. You just got to dig a little bit deeper. What what are your thoughts about where we are right now, lyrically, sound wise, just as a genre? I love it, man. I love I love it. I, I love I, I love where hip hop is at right now. It is different, even though, and I'm talking about the hip-hop that me and you love. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. what we hear on commercial radio. Right. But it's dope. It's very dope. But it's still different than what we did. You know what I'm saying? I feel like there's a lot of dope rappers out here right now. But, you know what I'm saying, some of them still don't know song structure. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to make a song correctly. Mm-hmm. And they're figuring it out as they go along at the same time creating new sound. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? That's what I feel. You know what I'm saying? And like, you know, everybody and their mother got a studio in their house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody and their mother got a nice microphone. So, you know, it's it's, it's also, you got to learn how to record mm-hmm. and how to mix and master your own stuff. And a lot of these kids, they know what they're doing, but a lot of them don't. And the music, I feel some of it is too peaked out too distorted out like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's you know as a DJ it's hard you know what I'm saying to transition two records sometimes because they sound way different you know what I'm saying so I mean as a whole I love what hip hop is I do play it I do a show myself mm-hmm. and, and I sit there with over 90 records every every time before my show mm-hmm. and go through everything and listen and pull out what I like and throw away what I don't 
And yeah, man, I I I love where hip hop is. It's still growing and it's still there. You just gotta dig for it. In some ways, I think there's almost been a resurgence of that real boom bap sound. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's definitely coming back. Definitely has come back. So tell me a little bit about this brand new album. Obviously, we covered it on Insomniac with OC. Uh, just straight up authentic hip hop music. Opium, OP, right? Yep. Tell me about that. Yeah, man. Opium, man. The album, me and OC, nine tracks. It was originally 12 tracks, but I wasn't comfortable with my music, so mm. I removed them and just kept the best nine that I liked. Right. You know what I'm saying? This ha- all happened after Sean's passing. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, I just didn't want to do this anymore. Mm. I was devastated for what just happened then. O.C. was one of the few people in my life that lifted my spirits, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was like, nah, P, you got to continue. You got to continue DJing and producing. Let me hear what you got. So I played him Beneath the Planet Apes instrumental, mm-hmm. which was supposed to be part two of the Planet Apes for Sean P. Mm-hmm. And he loved it. He came back the next day, laid that down. Boom. And then I played him like nine more tracks and we just continued working and this album was done for like a year year and a half ago i was just sitting on it i wanted to correctly try to find a proper situation for me and my family and for O Mm -hmm. to put this project out you know what i'm saying and now it's out man and people seem to like it and i really appreciate it no question man it's definitely a tight record and it's amazing because you know, when I think about what I was just saying about Sean P, in many ways, OC is an iconic MC that after, you know, 20 plus years in the game, he's still killing it. What, what was it like to record with him? I mean, oh, oh, it's a pleasure recording with O, man. It's, it's not, you know, I, I'm, I'm an engineer, so I, I record people who book my studio. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's like a blessing that O was able to do these songs with me, and it was so simple and so organic mm. and so smooth, man. It, it wasn't difficult at all. No, it was like, it was like, it was really smooth. I have, like, there was no issues whatsoever. You know what I'm saying? Give him a track, he's back two days or a day. Lays it down, boom. And just, we, we was done in no time, man. It was it was a pleasure working with O. He's one of the greatest. Indeed. Still. Indeed. And, and it's crazy because, I mean, clearly DITC, you know, they get mad respect um, obviously, you know, with yep. folks, with folks that know, but I think in many ways, it's almost, it's almost a shame that someone like OC, that is one of the greatest to do it as well. I don't think is as, is as acknowledged as he should be. Any, any thoughts on that? I mean, that is like a lyrical Titan. I mean, for what I know, the people I know acknowledge OC as one of the greatest. Now, no question. If, you know, the people that don't, they sleeping, man. They don't know what... I don't know what the hell they listening to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? O's track record is impeccable, I no think. No question. You know what I'm saying? Every album he's dropped has been banging. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, from a DJ and a producer. For sure. So I was real fortunate to... You know, me and O was friends, though. We was friends since, like, the 90s. You mm. know what I'm saying? We just never recorded or did anything. We always wanted to. Mm. And it, I was just fortunate that this fell in my lap, man. And, you know, I was able to put out a, a album with one of the illest, man. Straight up. That's amazing. Now, now, Tough Kong, I know I've been seeing their name a lot on some really good music. Tell me a little bit about how that came about. And, and is that an Italian record label? Yeah, um, yeah man. And some real cool brothers, real brothers. You know, they're about their business. And, you know, Tough Kong reached out to me a few years back, was like, yo... We want to repress the Blase album. 
and me and me and out loud was like, mm-hmm. sure, you know what I'm saying, and right. and we just kept the relationship, and you know I had told them about the project, and they was with it. And it was, you know, they're a dope label, man. They got a lot of dope music, a lot of this mm-hmm. current hip-hop that we love. They putting it out, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And, you know, yeah, that's what it is, man. They're from Italy. Shout out Tough Kong, my man Dominico. Mm. Nice, nice. Yeah, no, they're definitely doing it. Share, If you don't mind, share with me. I mean, you've been in the game for a while. Share with me the best piece of advice that you ever got. And if you can, you know, who who gave you the advice? Man, the best piece of advice I ever got, man, was yo to um to invest, mm. to invest your money in in, in, in things that's going to bring you back more money, man. They told me that early in the game. My attorney told me that, you know what mm. I'm saying, and, and and my managers at that time, back when I was signed to um, Mercury. Yeah, that's one of the best advices I ever got, man. And also, you know, was to keep pushing, man. Keep doing what you do. If you, if you found something in your life that you love to do, keep doing it. Right. You know, and a few of my friends told me that. My father, who passed away, told me that. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, man, that's what it is. And you, follow, you followed that advice. Here we are, 2018, still in the game. Brand yep. new, straight-up hip-hop album. So what's next? What are you? Are you guys going out on the road together? Have you been out touring? Well, no, we haven't yet. We're trying to slide some dates up right now as we speak, and hopefully we could go out soon and tour this album, man. Word, I would love to perform that album. Nice. So what else you got on the horizon? I got, um, I'm about to drop, um, an artist named Laba. I, 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 I know you're familiar with Laba. No question. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, me and Laba is, have a good friendship, and this is our third album working together. I'm mm-hmm. executive producer of the album, but I also produced on there and recorded, mixed, and engineered the album. It's called Fat Hover, and um, it features uh, Royal Flush. It features Elder Sensei. It features a few other people, and it's a pretty dope album. Ready to drop that soon. Also, an instrumental album. A lot of joints that I produced for Master Killer, Blase, mm. a lot of joints that never came out on instrumental. I'm going to put that out. And, yeah, just... Continue to produce and DJ, man. That's awesome, man. I do have to ask you one question as a fellow Latino. Do you feel that a lot of times it seems that Hispanics don't get the shine that they should as far as history goes, being that we've been in the game since the beginning in hip-hop? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree with you on that. I definitely, especially early in the game, you know, it was real hard. It was real hard back in the days. You know, for a young man like myself to be even took it serious. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now it's getting a little easier. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But still, I feel, you know, I'm talking about hip hop, the mm-hmm. real hip hop of like what we love and what we do. I still feel, you know, we need a little more recognition Indeed. In, in this game, straight up. Indeed. No question about that. Well, you're doing it, man. You're getting your recognition. I want to offer you continued success. And if you don't mind, obviously, East New York Radio is a place that folks could tune in on a regular basis. Where else could they find you online? Yeah, they could find me um, on Twitter, at PF Cutting, Facebook, PF Cutting, you know what I'm saying, Instagram, at PF Cutting. East New York Radio every Thursday night, 8 to 10 on the Mixler phone app. I don't work for Mixler. It's just the way I'm broadcasting right now. No more you stream for me. And you can always find my music on SoundCloud, MixCloud, PF Cutting on there. And I got a YouTube page, DJ PF Cutting, where I post all my shows, where you can physically see me, do the blends and do the cuts, and see the artists that I have on my show and freestyling and all that, man. So check that out. 
Awesome, man. Thanks so much for taking time to talk. Oh, uh, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Insomniac Magazine is one of my favorites from day one, man. And please keep doing it. Thank you, man. Peace. Peace, my brother. All right. Take care.